tonight. Michael Brown joins me here. He's the former FEMA director. Talk show host Michael Brown. Brownie. Now. Brownie, you're doing a heck of a job. The Situation with Michael Brown. You're a political expert. On 630 KHOW, Denver's talk station. You are listening to the situation with Michael Brown. I, 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 I was told to download the free to me iHeart app and favorite two shows, this one and The Weekend with Michael Brown. If you touch the little red microphone button and leave a talk back, it might be played on air to, to get your stapler returned to you. I, I, I was told it would be returned. Is it Michael says gohere.com lastly leave a text message at 33103 however I have not received my paycheck in three weeks and I, I I can shut this place down and why was Frosty smiling he heard the snowblower coming morning boys hey since it's uh no prep, show prep, no show, prep the show, no whatever. Uh, how about a PSA from your favorite local truck driver? Not sure when driving around with your high beams on became a thing, or driving around with your high beams on and all these fancy light bars, but knock it off. Have a great day, boys. Oh. I am so with you on that one. I, I, I don't mind the uh, – the light bars are kind of weird. They go all the way – like the Rivian or whatever it is, they got the weird lights across the front that circle around. I don't really mind too much the LED lights. I'm so glad that you can see, you know, 25 miles ahead of you. But turn off your high beams. Now, I'm, I'm with you there on the high beams. No high beams. But what about – because I've got the, the – in my Xterra, I've got the, the – the regular headlights, but I've got the the lower set as well. The uh, the running lights, yeah, the running lights, the lights or whatever. Can um, um, uh, are those okay? So I can have all four on. Is is that okay? They're not high beams. They're just all four. Yeah, I yeah, I think you can have all four on. You just can't turn on the high beams right. because oh. the very definition, dragon. Come on, high beams. It means the beam is higher. Shining it's higher. Shining. <laughs> and what I do, do you, um, there used to be two things about high beams that maybe it's not a thing anymore, but it's, it's still a thing with me. I'll flash my lights to indicate there's a cop hiding ahead, uh, you know, over on a side street or somewhere, or hiding, behind a, hiding behind a billboard. You know, or, or, or Greenwood Village over here, you know, hiding over here somewhere on I-25. And I'll flash my lights to indicate, hey, slow down. There's a cop over there. They're be trying safe. To, they're trying to catch Be safe. People. We want you to be safe. That's right. Just, I'm just trying to keep people safe. That's exactly. all I'm trying yeah. to do. Yeah, we're not warning anybody of no, anything. It's no. just a friendly no, I'm, reminder. It's a re- friendly right. reminder. Right. Exactly. Right. And, and then you, once you do that the first time, then you start debating in my mind, how many more cars do I warn? How far do I have to get beyond the cop? Like three miles down the road, are you still doing it? <laughs> still flashing around. So, so there's that there's that odd time where you know you got to stop flashing the high beams. So I just want to make sure with the truck driver, it's okay to do that because we don't carry CBs anymore, and and we can't 
Although I, I maybe maybe we could have you have it like the Uber has a little thing in front that you know indicates a, or Lyft or something that indicates it's a Lyft car. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those little yeah. purple, little, little kind of light up violet things. lights or whatever yeah. they are, like a little black light. Maybe we could have those put on cars where we could just kind of click those on and off to indicate there's a cop ahead. Then the other thing, and I I try, I honestly try not to do this, but I often fail. Because I'm just too passive aggressive, and that is when someone is driving, and and they're just mindlessly driving with their high beams on. I'll turn mine on, like okay, you want to play that game? I'll play that game too. Is that wrong? I don't care whether it's wrong or not. I do it. You know, driving we were doing so well for a while. Yep, sure were. And now it's back. It was it was to the point to where it was deafening when there was no noise, it, it and then was, we got used like, to no noise. You forget how quiet it is. Yeah. Now. Oh man. Um, this is a no show prep Friday. We have no clue what to talk about. We're relying solely upon you. And you know what? I think the audience. I think our goobers are being passive aggressive too, because. Okay, we. What else can we talk about with regards to high beams? What else? I don't know. And don't just sit back there. Don't just stare at me, you son of a. You just sitting back there, like okay, now he's floundering. So I'm just going to sit here and I'm not going to say a word. Do you have a talk back? Do you have anything? Got something for me? Do you know how much I truly just. Buys you as a human being. Honestly, I hadn't even thought about it until you brought it up just before the show started. You're like, well, you could just let me flounder and just, you know, turn your chair around and not talk. And I'm like, that's a brilliant idea. See, and he just paid me a compliment. That's a brilliant idea. See, there's always a method to my madness. Dragon Redbeard just told you that I had a brilliant idea. Too bad that'll never make, you know, any podcast or any any record of it ever happening, ever. Uh, Text message, though. Mike, high beams bring a whole new meaning to reindeer boobs. At first, I thought, let me me pull text messages again real quickly. I thought that you meant uh, high beams bring a whole new meaning to reindeer boobs. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to get away from reindeer boobs. Probably not for at a while. all during the program. At some point, it's going to keep coming up. Well, we're thirteen years old. So. Well, of course, of course. Just boobies. Oh, this is pretty good. Uh, Fifty-five, sixty-six. Mike, go do a live remote interview with a contractor. Like we needed better quality Roto Hammer sounds because the sound coming through the through the floors is muffled into your live broadcast booth. Do you think we have an engineer on site right now at this hour to go do that kind of thing? You must be new here. Exactly. <laughs> Or this one, 3407, actually kind of scares me. I think this hammering is all in your mind. Your body's just getting ready to get hammered on your vacation. You know, it's interesting you you talk about getting hammered on my vacation. Because tonight, um, the son-in-law has to host a dinner for some of the people that work for his company here in Denver. So he's hosting a Denver, uh, Denver. He's hosting a dinner somewhere else. 
So I, t- I said to Tamara, so let's take Amy, our daughter, let's take Amy and our, and our granddaughter, and let's go to one of our favorite places. So we're going to go to one of our favorite places, and I immediately started thinking about, they have really good martinis. And my logic went like this. Um, it's 10 days till Christmas. There are things, we, we've got family events, there will be wine, there will be tequila, there will be all, do I really need to start drinking like tonight? Now don't give me, I, don't, I truly don't, you know when they fill out those forms, you have to fill out a form for the doctor, like you know how many drinks do you have? Well, I honestly, I'm not exaggerating, I'm telling you the truth here, because uh, I'm lying all the rest of the time. The truth is, I probably have two drinks a week. Like, if I have drinks on Friday night at dinner, I probably won't have drinks on Saturday night at dinner, or vice versa. I really don't drink a lot. It's just that when I do drink, I want it to be really, really good stuff. So we're thinking about going to um, Venice tonight. Uh, it's a, it's an Italian place. There's one in Greenwood Village, and there's one over in um, Lodo. But I don't think we'll I don't think we'll take the granddaughter and 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 the daughter to downtown to Lodo. I just don't think on on a Friday night. I, I I don't think we'll go to uh, I don't think we'll go to Lodo. Just saying, Denver Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, I'm gonna go spend my money somewhere else. <laughs> Maybe you ought to clean it up. Maybe you ought to clean up downtown. Uh, let's see, Mike. Don't have much to talk about, but three phase electrical transformers are at a two to three year lead time. What? Three-phase, now I'm not quite sure what a three-phase electrical transformer is. Is that a toy? Uh, I, that, is, is that, that what they're using toys? for, like, solar panels? No, those are inverters. No, uh, I don't know then. Inverters or converters? Inverter. Why, why, why is it an inverter versus a, con, a convert, converter? One's so don't you have to convert the solar stuff, convert it to... One's done prison time. Hmm? One's done prison time. Is it con? No. No? No. That was pretty bad. That was pretty bad. You, I, know, I know you can do better than It that. was as good as the snowblower joke. Talk back. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll grunt that. Yeah. All right. Uh, DOE can't make up its mind on new efficiency standards. I'm really worried about the efficiency standards. There is, uh, th- there's a point of no return. There was a, um, no, do I do this? This is like serious. Somebody, um, let me find it here. Something called the Future Laboratory has a report out. A sustainable future for travel from crisis to transformation. Part one, an unsustainable industry. So they say that, for example, the airline industry is an unsustainable industry. How is that? We have enough fossil fuels. We have enough oil and gas to last, to last us for the next 500 years. How's it unsustainable? Part two, the travel tipping point. Carbon passports. 
I maybe I'll do this when I get back at the first of the year. They're actually suggesting that we have carbon passports. Oh, that'll fit right into a social credit score system, won't it? That'll be fantastic. Yeah. Hey, Tamara, you want to go to the undisclosed uh, location this weekend? Yeah, I do. Um, well, let's let's scan our travel, our carbon passports, and let's see if we have enough carbon left to uh, use so that we can go down to New Mexico or not. Man, we're we're moving into uh, truly moving into 1984. There was also another good question. Let me let me find this. Do 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 do. Ba 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 ba. Mail. Oh, here. Uh, Governor number fifty one forty three. What do you think of AJ? AJ, I'm not AJ. AJ, I'm not. what do you think of the theory of impending attacks by four military-aged male sleeper cells and shut down of the grid? What would you do if that happened? Would you still broadcast? Yes. So I have um, one of my first projects when I got to DC was. FEMA was working on a report for Congress about EMPs, electromagnetic pulses. And so that was one of the very first issues I had to deal with. Scared the crap out of me. Because as just a dumb lawyer kid, I didn't really know much about EMPs. But, man, I learned so much about EMPs. So, undisclosed location, pretty good in terms of EMPs. Um, But we would still broadcast. In fact, if that happened... I'm conflicted because I have a road map, I mean literally a road map, about how to get to the undisclosed location if there is a gigantic, catastrophic, natural or man-made disaster. And let me just tell you, it does not involve the use of the 25. Because all of you are all going to be panicked And you're going to be on the 25 trying to get the hell out of Dodge or panting, just doing whatever you're doing. Not me. Nope. I have surface streets, even dirt roads mapped out about how to get to the undisclosed location. And I know how much fuel it's going to take to do so. So I'm ready to do that. But I'm torn between doing that, let's say if there was an EMP attack, and staying right here. Because you know what we have out back? We've got gigantic, diesel-guzzling, fuel-tank-filled generators so that we can stay on air. And both this station and that puny little station they call the blowtorch next to us are required by the FCC to uh, continue to broadcast. So, yes, I would love nothing more. That sounds kind of sick, doesn't it? I would love nothing more than to be broadcasting during some catastrophic event like that. Like the beginning of World War III? This is Michael Brown coming to you live from Denver, Colorado. Just stay calm. Uh, let you know if, if you have the ability to text me, let me know where you are and what's going on in your particular area. Uh, here's my advice. Uh, we have reports that there is fuel available at the corner of blah, 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 blah. Uh, if you would like to, rations are being handed out at blah, 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 blah. Um, if you need medical care, 
uh, well, you're screwed. Um, yeah, I, I would love to broadcast live during a, you know, like during the Blitz of London. It reminds me of the, the South Park skit slash joke that they were talking to reporters as, as a catastrophe was going on. And the reporter goes, we're reporting that uh, cannibalism is going on and uh, zombieism is happening. And the reporter in the studio goes, you've seen that? And then the reporter out on the field goes, we're reporting it. <laughs> we could just do a War of the Worlds broadcast right now. So it's just oversimplification. We, you know, if if we had thought about this, Dragon, with all the jackhammering that was going on, we could have claimed that, you know what, that th- th- those are bombs. Was th- the bomb. those, are, those are IEDs going off everywhere in the tech center. And the tech center is under attack right now. And so all, all we're doing is we're advising you, get off the roads, exit to 25 right now, take a, take a side street, get back home. It's Friday anyway. You're not working anyway for the rest of the year. Get the hell out of Dodge. We could, we could do a War of the Worlds broadcast right now. That'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> We'd get fired, but that'd be fun. Well, you, we're going to get fired anyway. True. I mean, we're always getting fired, which is always a good deal because we always come back and we make more after we get fired. True. <laughs> also true. <laughs> or you get fired and you come back and you get the slot you've always coveted. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? This may be the day we could get fired. Um Mike, not enough in your carbon passport. Well, duh. You purchase carbon offsets like they do now. Although this article says the price will increase 3,000% by 2029. Merry Christmas. Do the carbon credits Shell. that were absolutely uh, worthless and a scam that we, we talked about last week? Hmm? The carbon credits that uh, you can purchase that are absolutely worthless and oh, yeah, are a scam? A total scam. Yeah. But this is, this story, which I'll, I'll, I'll do it after the first of the year, uh, is we will have not just travel passports, we will have carbon passports, and you're allocated a certain amount of carbon, and once you do that, you can't travel anymore. Can I sell my excess carbon? Well, that, it'll cre- it will indeed, the first thing I thought of, that will create a black market. Yeah, I like and it. And the black market will, will still be traveling. Uh, we have no show prep. If you want us to talk about something, you better get off your ass- asses and start texting or leave a talk back. Guys, I'm not sure where this show is going this morning, but I'm starting to see a pattern. Uh, high beams now before reindeer boob and Christmas light boobs. I see what you guys get up to when you don't prepare for a show. Oh, um, we deliberately did not prepare for a show. This is a no-show prep Friday. Um, maybe you didn't hear us yesterday, which is fine. That's cool. Um, but we announced that we were coming in today with absolutely no show prep, and we're totally dependent upon your talkbacks, your text messages, your tweets, or your emails. So you're shifting the blame there, hey, Michael? No, I'm pointing out the facts. The it's, facts. Not, it's not our fault we were talking about Christmas light boobs, headlights, uh, high oh, beams. No, actually, you're right. That's, that's it's not what, our fault. That's what some goober out there wanted. So the email is michaelbrown at iheartmedia.com, or the preferred address is dragon at iheartmedia.com. But we did get a a question that I truly do. By the way, somebody said, um, 
Uh, do, 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 do. Somebody said that there is, they, they're surprised that I know that, I know very little about electricity. Uh, to which I replied and said, um, let me tell you, I don't know squat about electricity. It's, it's, it's one of those topics that, for whatever reason, other than studying EMP and, and, and how the effects of an EMP, uh, I really don't know. Really don't know. Oh, I know all about Faraday cages and Faraday covers. I know all about that. But in terms of voltage and watts, not, nah, I, don't know, I don't know anything about that. But, but there is a very serious question I, I, I do feel like we need to address. Gubernur number 3514 says, Mike, what in your mind? Now, why do they ask what in my mind? But what in my mind constitutes a good martini? I think that is a great question. Uh, here's, here's the key to me for a great martini. It starts first with, and this is very difficult to do outside of my home. You need Russian vodka, because I a vodka martini, mean martini. Gin martinis are fine, but if you can get really good non-imported Russian vodka from some, you know, black market somewhere, do that. Because the the vodka that is sold in Russia and is not exported is the best vodka you will find anywhere. If you can't get that, get Beluga. Beluga is an imported Russian vodka that is it's up there. It's not the same as what the locals drink, but it's up there. So start with Beluga vodka from Russia. You got to make it simple. Now there's dry versus wet martini. Dry means there's little to no vermouth. A wet martini is you really have a little more vermouth in it. I'm I'm kind of in between. I like a little vermouth in the martini also. But here's the key. The key is, obviously, it's like, you know, generally three to one. So three parts vodka, one part vermouth. But the key is, ask your bartender to shake it with two cubes of ice. Two cubes of ice. Now, I don't like, I don't do the bitters. I don't do the orange peel. I don't do any of that. Because I think that distracts. So it's the vodka, the vermouth, shaken over ice, but poured without ice. So the shaking is to chill and mix. And then three olives. <clears throat> you know what, dragging it at 7.30 in the morning? <laughs> and I've just talked myself into... Um, I could do a really good, nice martini right now. Now, a a margarita, a really good, um, you can do a reposado uh, tequila, and uh, Cointreau, or triple sec, preferably Cointreau, and a touch of lime juice. Over, again, depending on the size of your martini glass, uh, maybe one or two cubes of ice. 
That's it. Oh, salt on the rim, of course. Salt on the rim. What's your thought on uh, the James Bond switching up from the uh, martini drink to uh, Heineken? That's uh, sacrilegious. It was was a a movie or two ago where he uh, forgoed the martini shaken, not stirred. It's all part of Mm -hmm. the people... um, Oh, what they have for the bro- the broccoli people are are going woke. I'm afraid that the James Bond whole um, the whole package is going to be ruined by the broccoli family going going rogue on us. He will no longer woo the beautiful female. That's too, see, that's too sexist. Okay, he, you know he can't he can't. Save the damsel in distress at the end and go make love to her on a boat out in the middle of the, you know, the Mediterranean somewhere. No, you can't do that anymore. No, can't go over to the Maldives and make love to a beautiful woman. Can't do any of that. Sad. Um, Any other questions? you have any other questions about alcohol? Oh, uh, wine? Um, I would say uh, German, uh, J-E-R-O. M-A-N-N. That is a really good Pinot Grigio. If you want a really good Chardonnay or a Pinot Noir, I would go with Jordan. Actually, anything from the Russian River Valley. If you're going to go, um, oh, dang it, what's there's a little town in Italy. I can't remember the name of the town in Italy. Uh, I'll look it up in a minute. They, they make really good Pinot Grigio, too. But anything in this country from the uh, Russian River Valley, but particularly Jordans, are really good. Uh, Their Chardonnay and their Pinot Noir are very, very very good. Uh, What else in terms of alcohol? Since it's 7.39 in the morning, we're talking about alcohol. You don't drink at all, do you, Dragon? Nah. Does Mrs. Redbeard drink? Oh, yeah. She drinks enough for the both of us. Really? Oh, yeah. What's her preferred? Just beer. She's, Beer. she's a simple girl. Really? Yeah. Bud Light? Yeah, sure. Any, actually, just anything. Yeah. She's been been a fan recently of the uh, Mike's Hard Lemonades, the raspberry something or other. Uh, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've seen Mike's Hard Lemonade, but what is I don't know what it is. It's just a lemonade with alcohol in it or raspberry tea or whatever with alcohol content. Okay. Cool. I, you can't ask me anything about alcohol. I really don't know. I... I have you never drank? I, I have, um, but it's the alcohol flavor that always just sets me off. I don't like it whatsoever. So I've had so many people even here in this building. I've worked concerts for years, and oh, yeah. coworkers like, no, you got to try this. No, you got to try this. Oh, I, you, you don't drink? Oh, you just haven't found the right drink. Here, try this one. No, I don't care how sweet it is or how dry it is or how whatever. All I taste is rubbing alcohol. But see, that's in that funny because that's me with beer. Just please do not suggest to me. I don't care what craft it is. I don't care how unique it is. I don't care. I I have. I gave up trying beer. I, I guess maybe twenty five years ago. You know, I'm in Germany or so. Oh, you got to try these German beers. They're wonderful. No, nope, they're not. They suck. Well, how about these American? No, nope, they suck. And then all the craft beer starts. Oh, you got to try this. You got to try that. Okay, let me take a sip of it. Blah, I can't stand it. And, I can't stand beer. Then, then people get on me and they go, you know, you just, you just don't like people that drink and, and everything. So, no, no, I have no problem if you choose to drink. I have no problem if you choose to get wasted. I didn't just. 
I just, it's not my thing. Well, you're only saying that because Mrs. Redbeard drinks, and you're scared to death of her, and you don't want to say anything that might set her off because, you know, you got two weeks coming up. You know, you got two weeks of the two of you together. Is she taking off, too? Yes. Oh, my God. So the two of you, one of you will come out. You know, this this will be, one of you will be alive on January 2nd, and one of you will not. She beats me. And I know that it's going to be her. So if you're looking for a producer job, Michael Brown at iHeartMedia.com, because he's going to be dead probably, well, maybe after Christmas. After It'll be between Christmas and New Year. After wear long sleeve shirts so my bruises don't show. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we shouldn't laugh about that, but that is kind of funny. It's a real thing. One of, one of my uh, cousins was... Uh, beaten by his wife on a constant basis. Oh, seriously? Yeah. yeah. He was he was a battered husband, you know. Did he finally get out of it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, was, it took him a, a couple of years, but but finally finally he got out. Yeah. I have never hit a woman in my entire life. Same. Never. Now, I'm not referring to Tamara, so don't get me wrong here, but there are some women who I would have loved to have punched out. Well, some deserve it, for sure. <laughs> Well, I, I don't. Well, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. I can see, yeah. Right. Some, some of them actually did deserve it. You want to know? <laughs> you want to know what the people in trouble that, for saying that? I sure hope not. I, I don't know, but you know, one of the people that I that uh, I don't the taxpayer relief shots. Are we not allowed to shoot a woman who's shooting back at you? At you? Well, yeah, of course you can. No, I was <laughs> thinking about because I know that some people are wondering. Well, who who would you like to have punched out? And I, the first person that came to my mind, I'm not sure I should say. No, don't. Let me just say it's someone that, um, if you're involved in politics at all, you you would know this woman, and it should be pretty easy to guess. I mean, it's not like um, it's not like she's never held high office or anything, but I I have sat in. A meeting with her, and I have wanted to just punch her lights out. Well, we'll end this little segment here with a joke from a from a uh, texter listener, ninety two twenty four. One atom is talking to another atom and says, "I think I'm losing an electron." The other asks if he's sure, and he replies, "Yes, I'm positive." Till No Bitch Monday. Oh, wait. I think that's a different show. Sorry. Carry on. <laughs> Greg and I know we take a risk doing this. But you mistake it for somebody that cares. Because we, we really don't right now. Um, I want to turn this question around. So, Alexa writes, Mike. Uh, what are your favorite Mexican restaurants south of the studio? I love Salsa Brava. I forgot about that place. I need to go back there sometime. Um, let me tell you, first of all, if you can get, if you've not been to La Loma, now La Loma used to be a, a soul restaurant uh, at Spear, uh, um, be on the north side of 25 in Spear. It was this gigantic old house. Oh, my God, it was good. Then they moved across the street from the Brown Palace. 
Now they've opened up one in Castle Rock, and I think they're also opening one up in Parker. But the place in Castle Rock is worth the visit for just the view. They must have spent, I bet, $10 million on this building. The steak, fajitas, everything, the salsa, everything to die for. That one. But when we get back, I'm going to tell you about a little tiny hole in the wall that we found. Yeah. But tell me your favorite one. I want to know your favorite Mexican restaurant and why. Text that to Mike, 33103, because I'm always looking for good places. And preferably south of downtown. All right? We'll be right back. 